Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, Australia, and welcome to another episode of My Millennial Property. I am one part of the team, Emily Wallace. John Pigeon is actually in the middle of Australia somewhere right now with no reception, so he's not joining the co-host today, but don't worry, I have an awesome guest that many of you in the Facebook group have requested to have someone in the renovation space come on and talk about all things renovations. So Matt Long from LVL Group here in Melbourne joins us today. Welcome, Matt. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for jumping on It was on nice board. of some people to request us. That's very flattering. Yeah, definitely. And look, you know, I think renovations is such a big topic in property and there's so much unknown for a lot of people, particularly millennials. A lot of them are first home buyers. People don't know what to expect when it comes down to pricing mm. of things. So we're going to unpack a whole lot of things today um, that should be value adding to our listeners. But first and foremost, let's start with LVL Group and what, you know, what is your experience in the renovation space? You know, I know that you have some pretty good credentials and long-standing yep. time in the industry, but give us the backstory. So uh, we started LVL Group five years ago now, coming up to our sixth year. So we just started as uh, like an express renovation company, just doing uh, mainly just paint and carpet um, and just some minor things like caulking and stuff around bathrooms, getting things ready for release uh, between tenancies and then quick express renovations for sale. Um, and then people started asking us to do kitchens and bathrooms. I was doing my own development in the time in Bayswater, uh, built some townhouses and then bought a place in St Kilda, actually just 200 metres away from where we are now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I bought um, a place there, was renovating that, and people said, can you do my kitchen, can you do my bathroom? So then we started doing more kitchens and bathrooms, uh, bigger jobs, you know, moving into the hundreds of thousands, and then now we're just doing, you know, extensions, renovations, full-on new house builds, um, we've got a five townhouse development coming up in uh, Glen Ice, which will be high end basement garage, that sort of stuff. So we're sort of, but we still have that part of our business that we don't market as much doing express renovations for clients that, you know, really want good work done, mm. you know, not just the slap of paint and the, you know, the lipstick that we call it, you know, a facelift. Yeah. We sort of spend a bit more time and money on it now, um, creating a, a particular look that we feel like the market's looking for. Definitely. I mean, from that explanation, it's clear that you're across all pockets of the market, you know, um, in what value you guys add. So maybe let's start on the seller side of things. If someone's thinking of, you know, giving their their place a little bit of a makeover to make it more attractive for sale, because we're in a very much a seller's market right now. Yeah, we are. So what would you say are the key things that people could do? Um, and maybe, you know, if you could estimate budget approximately on some things would be helpful to people. Yeah. So if you had a a place that was going for sale, where would you spend the money to get a good return? Well, budget really, it often depends on the size of the home, right? But a simple way to look at it is just say for every dollar that you spend on your home, you want to be getting three back. That's, that was our rule of thumb when 
when we were doing these express renovations. And sometimes we would fall back at like about $2, but anything less than that, it's not worth doing. Mm. Your, your easy wins that we call them are your, um, your flaws, mm. always flaws, you know, and your painting, new lights. Those three things will make any house look good. Plus your styling, of course, always style. Yes. Get your furniture out of there, declutter, let someone else do the hard work and it will change the look of the home completely. So I stayed out of styling but there's good companies out there that do really good jobs and every time I've sold one of my own homes, I always get stylists. I take my furniture out and I get them to do it as well. But, yeah, the floors, paint and new lights, that will change your home completely and really you should be spending on, say, a three-bed, two-bathroom, um, probably maybe 30 grand for something like that. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, I mean, I know from the buyer's side that when you walk through a property that is done like that, yep. it's a much better feeling. Oh, and 100%. The value's there. And also, it's not just that. It's when, when you put it on the internet for sale as well, it photos better. So you get more people coming through. Mm. And when you're generating more interest for a home, like for me as someone that flips homes myself, I want to have as many people through the home as possible because then – if there is that one buyer there and they say that there's 20 other couples, when it comes time to sell, they feel like it's a bit more competitive, mm, you know? Yes, yes. And what you might do if your house looks a certain way and it looks quite good, you'll get people coming through just to get ideas. They won't even be buying the house, yeah, you know? Yeah. So you're creating a bit more of um, energy around the property, you know, where people feel like that there's a bit more pressure. Yes, that's a very good point. Not all people attending open homes are there for the actual house. Sometimes no. they're there to sticky nose on the work they've done. Which is great. Which is great. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. It's a yeah. big compliment for sure. Yeah. So on the the buying side of things, you know, people going through properties and, and looking at potentially purchasing something, one thing that pops up a lot is around the, the structural integrity of a build, right? And re-stumping or the possibility that something needs to be re-stumped. First of all, can you un- unpack what, stumps are on a, a very high level yeah okay so stumps are basically so the boundary of your home is built on a footing and often if you're buying like an older style home it'll be built on a bluestone footing which is like a victorian home um and then your more modern homes are just built on a concrete footing mm-hmm. um and then your stumps are the, are the things that your floor sits on between the boundary of your home right yep. so if your house isn't built on a concrete slab you have stumps mm-hmm. and then you have your timbers that run between that which your your joists and your bearers mm-hmm. and then your timber floor which is your yellow tongue and your engineered bores or in your older home you know your baltic pine or something like that runs across the top of that right okay. so stumping is one of those things where you can pick up pretty quickly if your floors all over the place if you're buying an older victorian home usually the footings will be really good nine times out of ten You'll walk into the home, the floor might fill over the, all over the place. You'll think, oh, my God, it's going to cost me thousands to redo, but your footings will be really solid. Mm-hmm. So you'll just have to re-stump. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that structurally there's anything wrong with the home. Yep. It just means that your stumps over time have either sunk because they might be in soft sand like they are around St Kilda or termites or something has happened back years and years ago. So stumping isn't saying that people should be too scared about. It's an easy fix. Um but not many people like doing it, so it can be expensive. Okay, yeah. right. And are there like groups out there who just do restumping? Like, is that a thing? Yeah. You can be a specialist in restumping? Well, sometimes it's best to get a specialist because you actually need a building license to do restumping. Right. Yes, because um, it actually triggers a building permit when you're uh, doing it. Yeah, okay. because they sit on in a little concrete footing each stump. Yep. Um, the um, building surveyors like to. Uh, you know, make sure that you do it correctly and the stump holes are dig at the right, dug at the right depth and all that sort of stuff. So um, often 
uh, well, you should get a building permit to, to do that sort of work. So it's best to get the specialist in either a registered builder or an actual registered um, you know, stumping company. Yeah, that's a really good, good tip for um, our listeners because that's something that I didn't even know, to be honest with you, until yeah. you just said it. Um, often, you know, we get building reports and it says it needs to be restumped, but beyond that, you know, there's not much more of my personal involvement, but yeah. obviously, you know, buyers that do take that on need to be aware of that. So that's that's a good one. Yeah. And just quickly, the difference between, I mean, I hear about concrete stumps versus timber stumps. Yeah. Look, if you're doing anything now, you have to do concrete stumps. It's just, I don't know why you'd bother doing timber stumps. I don't even, I, to be honest, I don't even know whether it's possible to do timber stumps. I've never done them. Okay. Um, but uh, when you're buying an older house, they might have timber stumps. If they've got a little metal capping on top, you know, you should be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that people are very scared of the word restumping. You okay. know what I mean? But if you're not living in the home and uh, you're willing to do some some works like lifting up your floors and stuff, it's actually not a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, and if your home's on timber stumps, I recommend going concrete. Mm-hmm. So it's so simple. You just look under the house when you're going through and over for inspection, poke your head under, see what stumps it's on. If it's on timber, then just take note of it that over time, you might end up with problems with it. Yeah. Um, and that's something that you need to look at down the future. But I mean, I lived in my parents' home when I was a kid. They didn't renovate for 35 years and that was on timber stumps and they never had a problem. Yeah. 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 It's varying. I think it's overwhelming, you know, some terminology, which is why we're unpacking it today. Some people just don't know what it means. And so yeah. it sounds like a big word and like a yeah. big thing. Yeah. If someone said, oh, you have to restump the whole house, people were instantly like, oh my God, that sounds really expensive. Like, yeah. how much is that going to cost me? You know? Yeah. It's a crazy exercise if the people, um, you know, aren't planning on renovating. Yeah. Okay. You know, because you have to move all the furniture out. Like it turns into a full on dust storm. Yeah. Because there's so much dirt. Because you have to dig out the dirt underneath, right, right? To put the stumps inside of. Yes. Because they sit inside each individual hole. So you have to excavate the dirt. So it ends up becoming, um, you know, quite a messy exercise. So it is a big job um, in the terms of the scale of things if they're not renovating. But if someone's planning on doing work, it's easy. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe then a tip to buyers, if your property that you've just bought needs re-stumping, do it before you move into the property. Like 100%. Get it sorted first, then move all your furniture in, yep. and make a stable home and yep. can move on from there. Exactly. And once you get your floor heights right, everything else is easy from there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And a good little test um, for people who are going to properties, you know, even you might be going this weekend. I always carry a little marble with me Mm -hmm. and just put it on the floors and watch how rapidly it might roll down the hallway. That's probably an indicator if it's sloping or if it's bumpy. Yeah. A lot of people also can pick up by eye. Often Mm -hmm. if you think, oh, this doesn't feel right, it won't be. Yeah, yeah. So trust just, your gut. Yeah, trust 100% <laughs> with everything. Trust your gut. Awesome. We're going to come back in a minute and I've actually got some questions that people have submitted through both my Instagram and also on the My Millennial Money Facebook page that we've got for Matt around renovation. So stick with us. We'll be back in one second. Awesome. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. So welcome back. Matt's still here and uh, we've got some questions for him. So... Felicity uh, Cooney, who follows me on Instagram, she asked a question around the the cost of things. So she said, could you list the most expensive to the least expensive of changes in a house? Now, we're not going to sit here and go through everything, but at a, at a broad sense, yeah. what would be the most expensive thing to fix in a house? Would it be a roof? Would it be a kitchen, a bathroom? Where does the most money go? So let's start. We'll start structural yep. and then we'll go cosmetic after. So structurally um, – Things that uh, – because obviously when you look at like a square metre ridge of what they cover, a roof can be very expensive to replace. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had roofs that have cost $80,000 to replace, right? Yeah. So it can be really expensive because you've got a a timber structure underneath um, and then you've got what you put on top of it, whether it's slate, tile, you know, um, colour bond. So they can be expensive. Restumping is another one because if you're doing an entire house, it's quite a large amount of space. Not a massive, uh, like it's not a hard job to do, but it's it's definitely it can be expensive. Um, then, if you're planning on oh, footings, you know, if you've got really bad footings or something like that, that can end up costing you a lot of money. And if you're going cosmetic, your your big ticket items are your wet areas. Your kitchens often the most expensive thing. Your joinery, right? Yeah. I don't. People see joinery on, on IKEA for sale at IKEA. You know, I don't. We don't use any of that stuff. Everything that we do is custom made. And often, if you're rebuilding your kitchen in existing position, mm. it's going to have to be a custom built kitchen. You won't be able to use an IKEA off the shelf item. So your joineries, you know, you don't expect change from 35, 40 grand from a kitchen. Yeah. You know, regardless on the size of the home. Yeah. Because you got every single trade in that one small space. You got. You know, your cabinet maker, you've got electrician, painter, plasterer, plumber, um, you've got your corker, you need the whole area cleaned afterwards, you've got a carpenter to frame it up. Like there's eight Every pe- trade. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> there's eight people. The only thing that – and then because you would have to do a splashback, then you need a tiler oh. to come – exactly, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So if you think about each one of them, has to has to get paid mm. and actually make money on the job, mm-hmm. right? So – yeah, that that's a big one. Then your bathrooms are massive. You know, mm. another thirty grand, twenty five grand, thirty grand for a really good bathroom. Um, you know, I've heard of people doing their bathrooms for ten to fifteen. Often they'll be just managing trades themselves. Um, but yeah, but bathrooms make a massive difference. You know, you know, but when you walk into a house with a nice bathroom, it makes a huge difference. And then then you work your way backwards from there. Floors, uh, well, painting. Mm. Right, then then floors, then your, to replace all your downlights in your house is quite a, a cheap, simple fix, okay. you know. Yep. So that's the way that I would sort of look at it. But anything that uses a licensed trade like an electrician or a plumber can end up being pretty expensive mm-hmm. because once they start doing their work, things need to be made compliant. 
um, and they have a license to lose like us as builders we have a license to lose so once you get someone involved who has a license that things start to become a bit more expensive whereas if it's like oh you got to retile the floors you know they can just go ahead and do it you know so you got to yeah you've got to take that sort of stuff into account as well so when things need to make code or, or, you know, reach a certain code level, um, particularly as you mentioned with licensed trades. So does someone come through and, and give it a, a certificate of, you know, it's met all the requirements or how yes. does that work? So for instance, I'll give you a really good example. So I have a plumber um, who's an exceptional, their company does exceptional work and um, we had to go and quote a roof recently, right? And um, there was parts of the roof that wasn't compliant. So we put together a report for the homeowner and the homeowner said, all right, well, let's just replace that section of the roof. But then when you make section of the roof that's not compliant attached to the existing section of the roof, then the existing section of the roof where their catchment points and stuff are aren't mm. compliant. Mm. So then we have to fix that. Then you have to fix the stormwater points, right? So then basically from where from the ground where your downpipe attaches to your stormwater all the way up to the very mm. tip of your roof had to be completely replaced. Gosh. And that was all because here's a licensed trade, you know, and he has something to lose and then he thought, you know what, I'm going to do this right and if we touch it, then I'm going to do the right job. However, if the homeowner wanted to, they could go and get someone else to do a patch job. You know, okay. that's fine. Yeah. But and then afterwards, the plumber gives them a certificate that says that it was done by a licensed roof plumber and that everything is now compliant up to the VBA standards. Right. And then if anything is to happen down in the future, they're insured. Okay. Because something that people need to know, insurance companies will do anything to not pay you out. Mm. And if they see that your roof or your plumbing or something is done by a licensed trade that's not compliant, they won't pay you. Right. Yeah. That's an important note, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A bit of a grey area, I suspect, in many things, especially when you're buying a property and you kind of got to uh, backdate things that have been done. Yeah. If a a new renovation's just been recently completed and things have been fixed up. Mm. I mean, I guess that's why we have things to cover us in contracts where people provide evidence of that Mm. sort of work, Mm. Um, you know, up to seven years' worth of of work being done. Yep. But even still, that is a bit of a risk for a buyer too, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And if there's been work that's done on the roof or something like that and they can see that there's been work done but it hasn't been made compliant, then Mm. they'll try to use that against you, you know. So you've just got to make sure that when things are done by a licensed trade, they're done right. Yeah, so it's worth investing the money into someone like that. And it's worth investing the money into your property because, you know, you're more than likely going to get it back. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Now, another question that we had uh, come through was from Holly and Holly asked at the moment, and we're recording this just for reference for our listeners, we're recording this in March of 2021, but she's asked, are there any issues with trade availability at the moment? Like if trade's gone nuts after everybody's been, you know, cooped up for a while and want to make changes Mm. to their place or how are you finding across the board people being available? Well, for us, I'm pretty fortunate. Like my trades mainly just work for us. So we have quite a high volume of work. Um, So I don't seem to struggle with that, but what I can say is that last year was our busiest year we've ever had wow. and this year's already double that. So like if you compare it year on year. So I could imagine that it would be really difficult to find trades at the moment. So the best trade that you can ever find is um, one that's been recommended to you. sort of stay away from places like high pages and things like that. Always find something that's recommended. Find my Instagram, hit me up. I'll, I can recommend trades. Like we're not precious with our trades. We always recommend them to people as well because, um, yeah, finding someone that's recommended will save you a lot of time and money. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to go off 
you know, reviews on Google, isn't it? If you haven't been rec- recommended in or referral yeah. in, it's kind of like you're going in blind and yeah. could they do a good job? And-, and they might not even rock up. That's the thing because trades are busy, you know. Yeah. It, it, it just I think that it's always been the case that people, like especially tradespeople in Melbourne, they're just, they've always got work on, mm. you know, um, and especially at the moment it's it seems to be a lot busier for a lot of people like a lot of my friends that are carpenters and that sort of stuff. They say they're really busy. They've got five, six, seven jobs on the moment. Wow. So. Yeah, so it's best to find someone that's recommended. They will rock up, yep. you know, and they've got a reputation. Yeah. So it's um yeah, that's something that I that I recommend doing. Definitely. Now, a question that has come across the group multiple times, I know without even checking the Facebook group, yep. um, is do I manage a renovation myself <laughs> or do I get someone to do it for me? Now, if we can talk through the pros and cons of each and let the listeners make their own decision, yeah. what are your thoughts? Well, if you're asking me, you know, I'd just renovate, I'd just manage it myself, right? But it's 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 really tough because managing a renovation yourself, you've got to go on. People don't understand what it quite takes to, to manage a job. Like we just mentioned earlier with how many trades are involved in just a kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine doing a whole house and it, it, there's a really strict formula to how you do it and a process that you have to follow. So if you uh, if you've done it before and you've got experience, you'll save a lot of money renovating yourself. Yeah. You will you will save a lot of money. You can negotiate with the trades. Um, you know, you've got to have time up your sleeve because it will probably take you twice the amount of time. Like I can do two kitchens and a bathroom in three, you know four and a half five weeks now. Yeah. Whereas for an average person, it'll probably take two three months. Wow. To yeah. do that sort of stuff. So you've got to have time up your sleeve. But if you've got that, you'll save you will save money. You know. Mm. Um, we, we've got to manage the trades through our jobs. We've got to pay wages. We've got to pay ve- for our vehicles, you know, mm-hmm. for our office. So we've got overheads, like real life overheads. So mm-hmm. when you're using us, you're helping us pay for all of that, right? So mm-hmm. we have our margin on top. And a builder usually works at 15 to 20% margin, right? So, you, you know, when, when you're thinking about your renovation, it, it'll probably be more than 20% cheaper, yep. right, when you're managing it yourself. So that's one thing. But – there's a lot of things that might rear their heads. You know, trades not rocking up, mm. waterproofing not being done right, mm. um, you know, people not supplying their certificates, using unlicensed trades, um, you know, things like that. And if you do own a builder, you're then liable for the defect right liability period. So if you sell that house, you're then liable for the next seven years if anything goes wrong. It's a long so time. It <laughs> is a long time. It's a very long time. So if you want to be going back and fixing things and doing things, that's fine. You know, people are happy to do that. But if you don't, I recommend getting a builder. Yeah, I would echo that. I yeah. think particularly a lot of our listenership, you know, their their first or second time purchases, maybe they're fixing up their first property they bought to flip it to an investment maybe, um, spruce it up before a tenant moves in or things like that. I think if you're doing major items like those wet areas that you mentioned, yeah. it may well be worth the investment of having yeah. someone who does it as their job to actually oversee and project manage it. Yeah. If you're just doing paint and carpet and, you know, changing a few light fittings, that's easy. Yeah. It's when you start going renovating kitchens and bathrooms, you know, that it starts to become really tricky. And trades will get frustrated and not rock up if if things aren't done the way that they want them because Mm. there is a rigid process, you know. Yeah. So if if they arrive and things aren't ready and things aren't done, they'll just leave the site and not come back. It's just the way that some people are, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) So whereas with us, you know, the responsibility is on us. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, if usually first, second, third home, people 
want to do a lot of stuff themselves. So if it is just the cosmetic stuff, absolutely go ahead and do it yourself. And if anyone ever needs any advice, they're welcome to reach out to us on our Instagram yeah. page. We always reply. There's always people, friends, you know, friends of friends and people that we've never met before asking for advice. And Dom's pretty good on the Instagram. He's very punctual and yep. <laughs> and always replies. And yeah, so he'll 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 help you out. Awesome. Definitely check them out on Insta. We'll put a, um, a link in the show notes as well. But um, I know you guys have a great following as well. But I, I always love seeing the before and afters or, you know, those little progress shots that you put up of properties that you're mm. working on are so cool and very inspiring for people looking for ideas too. Yeah. Well, it's actually so cool because even our team members, so Dean, he just did um, a full-on renovation on his home, which we did some before and afters on. Sam's just purchased – these are our project managers. Mm. Sam's just purchased a home in Port Melbourne, which he's doing, you know, going up a level, doing a rooftop garden. It's his, his, his first property. So, and then down, now Dean's just bought another one in Middle Park and he's going to flip that. So, yep. like, our, even our team, it's what they do, yeah. you know. So everybody's so invested in the vision and invested in, in doing this for a living. So they've all got great ideas, all got great advice, and it's like a little incubator for, for – developing property really yeah that's just awesome I mean you live and breathe it clearly yeah for those of you who aren't you know geographically in Melbourne because we have such a wide listenership I would recommend finding yourselves a group similar to LVL in your state or territory who actually do live and breathe it um, because it does make a huge difference they're very genuine in what they do and I think the tradie space in general you know a lot of people who haven't used trades before can feel a little bit um, unsure of what to expect I guess um, and don't want to be taken for a ride so um, certainly find someone who is is genuine and actually has completed their own renos and knows what they're on about yeah we've actually got a company in sydney that i've um helped out a few times and like um did some training with them and that sort of stuff as well that i could recommend if there's some people in sydney which is mm corp as well i think they used to trade as mr maintain they've done a rebranding as mm corp so they're really good yep so they're based in the bondi area but they do like you know all around sydney they're very similar to what we do um and we help them out a lot so yeah i'd recommend using them if you're in sydney fab yeah um, any advice in closing for, I guess, you know, let's picture a, a first home buyer, a young couple who've just moved into a property yep. um, and, you know, they want to stay there for five to seven years. Yep. What what advice would you give to them in terms of general value add? Firstly, don't, don't try and get it all done in the first 12 months. Take your time, live there for a bit, work out some ideas and spend a lot of time on Pinterest. You <laughs> Love know, Pinterest. It's the best because yeah. you come up with ideas and little things for quirky spaces in the house that people wouldn't even think of because mm. you're there every day. So take your time for starters. Um, but, you know, some some things like try to open up the kitchen and living area as much as possible because a, a really modern way of living is open kitchen, living, dining. Yes. Um, and people want that. So if you're living in a flat, you know, try to open up a wall if the kitchen's closed off in a separate room um, and, um, you know, just simple things like you're painting your carpet, uh, you know, uh, plants, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, artwork and then, um, you know, then work your way through the checklist which is your light fittings, your floors and then move on to your wet areas when you guys have time and money to do it. But, yeah, the one thing I can say is take your time and and just really curate it rather than, just trying to get everything done on a shoot, you know, on a tight budget, um, and end up with something that you sort of semi resent because it's not what you quite want. Yeah, I think that's really important to also live in the space and and feel out the space a bit more about what's logical. Yeah. I find a lot of properties, you know, I can walk through and I'm like, 
why did they do that? Like it yes. just such a logical move of some things and you're like they clearly didn't live here. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. And little things, you know, which way the shower should be or which wall the toilet should be on or, you know, things like that that when you haven't lived there you don't even think of, Yeah, you know, and you just go in there and you I just want it done. And you rush it yeah. and then you start living there and you go, oh, my God, it would have been so much better if it was like this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you can – if you've got time, you know, spend the time and live there for a bit and, and work out what's right for you. Yeah, awesome. Well, I've certainly taken away a lot from today speaking to you and I know our listenership will have as well. So thank you so much for jumping on board. Guys, don't forget to check out LVL on the old Instagram. They're very yeah. active on there and there's some really inspiring stuff on there to check out before and afters and just general um, progress of properties that they work on that might help you on your property journey. Look forward to bringing you another episode next week. Bye for now. Thank you very much. See you later. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Taking your property journey to the next level starts with education. That's why we make this podcast, but we've also created online courses to equip you with the knowledge you need to take the next steps. I've created the Solvair Online Academy, open to both first home buyers and seasoned investors, where I share my tips and experience from 20 years in the property space. And I've created the Buying Coach, built from my experience as a buyer's advocate to demystify the confusion around purchasing property, particularly for first home buyers. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up and get started today. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Cybo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.